0: Welcome to our podcast where we talk about the colonization of New Zealand in 1841 through 1907. We have four specialists on the topic today. Mia in the background, Haley in the state of the colony during the era of imperialism, Ahmed focusing on the end, and me, Grace, on the legacy.
1: My name is Mia, and prior to European civilization of New Zealand, there were two distinct Maori dialects, North and South Island Maori, which is now extinct. When the Maori's first settled on New Zealand, they separated into groups by tribes, the Iwi and the sub-tribe hapu. Maori's were originally tribal people who lived off the natural resources they were given, such as whales and seals, timber and flax, along with farming, hunting, and fishing. The Maori Maori tribe was rich in song, art, dance, and had a deep spiritual belief. The Maori people believed that gods would represent the sky, earth, forests, and forces of nature. They also believed that spirits of their ancestors could be called upon to help them in times of need or war. Maori society was organized and maintained by a number of core beliefs and practices, including mana, status, tapu, control, and behavior, and uta, the maintain of society, society balance. These ideals affected how they interacted with others and how they expected Europeans to interact with them. The notion of mana was a source of both order and dispute in Maori society and was practiced in everyday
2: matters. Hi, I'm Haley, and I'm explaining how much the Europeans affected the Maoris. James Cook sailed to New Zealand and introduced them to new technologies that the Europeans had already discovered, like steam power. Maoris were known to be very barbaric and wild people. They were late to all this new information and had no idea about this new technology and innovations. The Europeans and Maoris had gained a good connection. They taught each other their culture and helped each other out. The Maoris even helped out by being crew members. Men mostly did all the work, but women were needed to help with family life by migrating. New Zealand became advanced in technology and literacy after being close with the Europeans. That they had even become more advanced than North Wales. They were given trade, a stable government, and united with their enemies. Europeans gave a positive effect by settling down the Maoris and befriending them. Railways were built and towns were created. Agriculture also made New Zealand clear out the forest and make the big areas into farms. Maoris even got their goods sold in China. This was a really big step considering how unsettled the Maoris had been previous to knowing the Europeans. The Maoris were actually grateful that the Europeans taught them a lot and became very loyal people. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor, the quick and easy way to create a podcast.
3: Hello, it's Ahmed, and I'm here to talk about the end of the colonial rule in New Zealand. The colony of New Zealand was a British colony that existed in New Zealand from 1841 to 1907. Created as a crown colony, the power of the British government was vested in the governor of New Zealand, but the, go- the colony was granted self-government in 1852. The New Zealand Constitution Act 1852 was passed and the first parliament was elected in 1853. The first responsible government was formed in 1856. The colony had three capitals. First, Old Russell 1841; second, Auckland 1841 to 1865. And third, the Wellington after 1865. In 1907, the colony became the domination of New Zealand with a more explicit recognition of self-government within the British Empire. The first Europeans to sight New Zealand was Dutch explorer Abel Tasman. He was on an expedition to discover a great southern continent, great southland that was believed to be rich in minerals. In 1642, while searching for this continent, Tasman Decided a large, high-lying land of the west coast of the Southland. Tasman maps were a huge influence in the country's name. The voyager originally called newly discovered islands Staten Landeth after the states, after the States General of the Netherlands, and the, and the name appeared on the first maps of New Zealand. Dutch cartographers renamed the country in sixteen forty-five to Latin Nova Zealandia, derived from New Zealand, which is a non-to-Dutch province in New Zealand.
0: Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm here to talk about how colonization has changed New Zealand. When the British colonized New Zealand in 1642, they also integrated them into their culture. However, some parts of Maori culture still remain. The British mostly impacted New Zealand in a political way because they adapted Britain's legal system. New Zealand adopted the Westminster model, which relies on the separation of power. The main aspects that New Zealand took was the implementation of three branches and the checks and balance system, which keeps one branch from getting too powerful. The British colonizers also impacted New Zealand in a social and cultural way. For example, English has become New Zealand's predominant language, even though Maori was made the official language in 1987. Despite all of that, the Maori try to keep their culture and language alive. Um, They keep their culture alive by having a communal plaza to focus on social, cultural, and spiritual life. They also keep their language relevant by encouraging young children to speak in their language and including it in school curriculums. The Maori keep tradition by greeting each other by the pressing of noses and cooking food on earth ovens. I believe that the impact that the British colonizers had on New Zealand and the Maori culture was pretty negative. I believe that they watered down their culture and took away their land, and I don't think that's very fair. Even though it can be said that the colonization has modernized the Maori people, they had their own social ecosystem and they were doing fine.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our New
0: Zealand podcast project.
1: We really appreciate your listening, and I hope to see you again soon. Bye!